we're here. That was that was quite the quite the uh, experience. I hated it. It was all terrible. Okay. Well, it's that time again. <laughs> all right. Well, we're gonna keep this uh short and sweet today. Oh, that's f- what we say, I think, every time. Yeah, that's true. We do say that a lot, and we uh don't often follow through. Not once. <laughs> well, the flash review will be coming up shortly here in a minute. But before that, uh movie news, TV news. Um, first up. Craven the Hunter, the trailer. You've seen it. Yeah. What do you think? I think I'm not a fan of how they've been making all of these Spider-Man villains anti-heroes. Mm. That's what he seems like he is. It looks like he's not actually a villain, but he kills to do good. Kind Just of the like... uh, the Venmo or. <laughs> Whoa, I just got a Venmo notification. Venom. Whoa, dyslexia strikes again. Um, Venom. Kind of like that. Or yeah. like Black Adam is kind of another deal where that's that's happened. Yeah, it's just like it looked decent. It didn't look terrible. Yeah. But it's also not something that like got me excited to see it or yeah yeah i i agree i think i was hoping for more of like a like a joaquin phoenix's joker mm-hmm. kind of movie where it's clear that they're the bad guy but it like shows you their perspective right. as to like why they're like that right um and it doesn't really look like that's going to be the movie that we're going to get necessarily Mm-mm. um i i will say i think the quality of the movie looked pretty admirable at least from yeah. the first trailer to me like when i saw the morbius trailer or the venom 2 trailer i was much less enthusiastic about it than i was about this one i think it looks like a better film than right. those ones granted like there's no way to really know until the until movie you, yeah out. until we see it yeah. and the other thing that i kind of was thinking when i saw the trailer is i feel like comic book movies have been doing this thing for so long where they are hyping up or or fans are so hyped about these fan favorite characters that are kind of either villains or like not as well-known characters maybe and they hype them up for so long and the studio doesn't do anything about it and then all of a sudden they're like announce this big grandiose movie for this character and like they did that kind of with black adam because black adam's a fan favorite villain as well like venom venom's had some appearances before but like same thing with tom hardy's venom and I feel like when you do that, it ends up underwhelming yeah. a lot of the time because I, I know in comic books, like these, they have these storylines where it is mostly about that character, but they're often like an accessory to the rest of the storyline and the rest of the cast yeah. in, in those kinds of aspects. And so I wish they would introduce them a little differently and kind of test the waters before they jumped into something bigger like that. And I think a perfect example of that that i thought of was black panther like Mm -hmm. that is a character that people have been wanting to see for ages right and they introduced him in civil war and he was one of the best aspects of that movie despite not 
being in every frame and being the main character. Right. And I think that catapulted the success of the Black Panther movie a lot more than if you were to just come in with that character. And yeah. I'm not saying that they would have done it poorly or that it wouldn't have been the same movie. I just think when you introduce a character like that, that fans have been hyping up for so long in a more kind of like warming up way, it allows you to be more successful. And I feel like the fact that we haven't really seen Craven the Hunter before on this big screen makes me worried for how you're going to carry an entire storyline about him. And I, I know right. you can do it, but it just it seems a little more daunting. Yeah, I also didn't like the fact that this is going to be the first time we actually see Rhino too. Mm. Because we got the teaser at the end of Amazing Spider-Man 2. Right. And now Rhino's a Craven the Hunter villain. And it's like, why why do that? Those are both Spider-Man villains. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense to me. On I just don't even think Craven should be an anti-hero. He isn't. He's a villain. Yeah. And I agree. I think it would have been cool to kind of like, tease him at the end of a, a spider-man movie or i like i don't even know like but i, I agree like yeah if you put him into something so that we can get warmed up to him see how he's going to like be portrayed and then give him a movie or even like make him the villain first right. in a spider-man movie and then give him a movie yeah. like <laughs> like i think they should do that with uh namor like mm. especially because I don't know if you saw, but Marvel got the rights back to Namor and to Hulk, so mm. they can now finally make their, yeah, like yeah. their solo movies, yeah. and whatever. Um, but yeah, I think Namor would be a cool one to see. Um, but kind of do that, and then another thing: this movie's rated R. Did you hear that? Yeah, I did. I wonder how much of it. I like it looks very just like because of subject matter, like yeah. of how violent it is which i don't necessarily mind i when i was watching the trailer it struck me a lot as like a gladiator type yeah. of movie like R russell crowe's gladiator like just very brutal and very um violent and i think like that kind of intrigued me just to see like that side of i guess a superhero movie because we don't get that a ton you get a little bit in some of the x-men movies but i do think with craven that makes sense I, I just don't love in superhero movies like when they throw in ridiculous stuff that has nothing to do with the movie ridiculous that just makes language. everybody uncomfortable. So yeah. I I don't know. See, I that also kind of upset me. Not that Craven's rated R, but that if you're gonna do that, why didn't you make Venom rated R or Venom yeah. 2? Like not even because I wanna hear them curse like a majority of the film or like these inappropriate scenes no like those are two very violent characters yeah, and so to kind of i don't want to say they made the characters underwhelming in that aspect but right but raven over venom is crazy to me yeah that is that is odd and i think to your point like that was something that people had said about wolverine for a really long time and then it was very successful when they did logan yeah quote unquote the right way right. with that so I, I do think it it makes sense for him but i'm with you i think it would have made more sense for venom yeah and that they didn't do it for both doesn't really make sense but yeah it is what it is and i don't know Whatever. what to expect from marvel or 
Sony hasn't done very yeah. good with live action anyway. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, do I think there's the potential for this to turn the studio around? Not really, <laughs> <Nope>. but <laughs> if they prove me wrong, great. Yeah. I mean, they kind of started to with the first Venom movie, I feel like. Like, I thought I, I thoroughly enjoyed the first Venom movie. Yeah, and for what it was. I know a lot of people weren't huge fans of it i thought it was a solid movie yeah carnage I, no. <laughs> no i i didn't dis i well i didn't hate either of those movies i don't think either of them were great yeah. but i think they were setting up something that i was very interested in if you could expand it right in in the terms of a universe which they haven't really done and whether or not craven will play into that then you know great but yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah we'll see kind of kind of underwhelming trajectory for sony so far to say the least yeah i mean i guess they get a pass after across the spider first yeah we'll we'll give them that one i guess yeah this one can be bad yeah that's okay win some you lose some yeah you can't win them all yeah <laughs> um but in other news uh first episode of secret invasion is out you haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. No. Have you heard anything about it? Like, nope. Okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spoil it at all. I. I think it was solid. It okay. was like it was. It was an interesting watch. I think it was a great. Not great. I think it was a pretty good first installment in the series. Mm. It has to continue to step up though for it to be a series that I'm going to like. Mm. I felt like in an hour long episode, a whole lot happened for nothing to happen. Mm, interesting like i don't know there's a whole bunch of setup or yeah it seemed like a lot of setup it seemed like a lot of introduction but nothing that we like didn't already know from trailers and right. from you know things there there is some plot twists but they're very very heavily um over uh what's the word where you like show something beforehand foreshadow foreshadow oh. I almost said overshadow, but that's not the word. Foreshadow. There's a lot of heavy foreshadowing, so it doesn't really come across as a surprise when those things happen. Yeah. Um, so there there was that. Um I did think that they could have utilized a lot more suspense. Mm. Um, because for an espionage spy thriller, I felt like it had some, but not much. Yeah. And so it kind of felt like a kitted down version of like a spy espionage gotcha. thriller, which like I said, I don't. I didn't think it was bad by any stretch. I think it was interesting, and they set up the storyline pretty well. But cool. for it to be a good series, I think it needs to take a lot of big steps. Step forward. it up. So cool. Isn't this a? Uh, is it six episodes or seven? I think six is what okay. I saw. Cool. Yeah. They're all an hour long. As far as I know, I that's crazy. Yeah, only exactly. ones come out. I think. I think all the other shows were like thirty to forty minutes long, and then the finales would be an hour. So that's, yeah. That makes me feel a little bit better knowing that because at least they're giving the length. The time it needs. Right. Yeah. So that that's good to know at least. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's super cool to see Samuel L. Jackson back um, in the capacity of Nick Fury that he probably has deserved over his career of how well he's played it. Yeah. So like seeing him get as much screen time as he does need is pretty cool. Right. Um. But other than that, I mean, like I said, I'm not going to spoil anything, so I'll let you take a look. But I thought it was solid. It wasn't, wasn't terrible. But, yeah. Um, I that was that was all the movie stuff that I heard. I yeah, I haven't heard of yeah any not new not a whole lot things. going not out really. going on. Seems like all the the big announcements have have gone down. Um, 
news by way of music uh, kind of similar other than Travis Scott's Utopia, which someone in his label said was coming out on the 23rd. Mm-hmm. Obviously it didn't happen. Yeah. It's the 25th. So um, I, th- I think we're, just, I, my expectation is that I think it's going to come out like late July, like end of July. That'd be my assumption. Yeah. So, we'll see. Um, Young Thug though did drop from behind bars. The new album. Business, oh yeah. He's business. in jail. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, I, I guess I, I listened through that whole album and and we can kind of segue into music, what we've listened to now with that. But I have never been a, really a fan of Young Thug. Like he has some moments that I think are super cool. Right. I don't necessarily get the hype from him that I think a lot of people do where he comes across as this revolutionary artist to them. He has a very unique sound, but being that I don't think that sound is very good <laughs> yeah. as a whole, like, like I said, I think he has some great moments, but as a whole, I don't think if your sound's not good, then innovation really matters. Right. Yeah. So anyways, that being said, I was, I was more curious with this album based on the circumstances of the album. Like I'm going to be honest. I didn't even know he was doing anything. Yeah, I like I saw he had a countdown that he posted on Instagram like two weeks ago or something, and was like I said, the circumstances of it coming out under you know him being in jail for more than a year now was very interesting to me. I was I was curious to hear what he would come up with because like I'd heard rumors of like Kodak Black recording over the phone from prison, and then. <laughs> The uh, the intro song on the album is called Parade on Cleveland okay. featuring Drake. And oh, he has two featuring Drake then. Yeah. And it, to, oh, you went right. And it opens with like a phone call between him and Drake mm-hmm. from prison. And so I was like, oh, what the like this? That's this nice. album might be crazy. Um, And then Drake comes in with the best melodic singing I've heard from him really since like 2013. Wow. Not even going to lie. And I have been on the Drake hate train for the last three years. Cause yeah. I think everything he's put out has been pretty bad. Yeah. It was astonishing to hear him sing that well and sound nice. that good. So that was really cool. Um, But then I, I listened through the rest of the album and it was, I think a lot of it was re- like, I, I assume, I assume all of it was recorded before he went to prison. Cause there's like no dip in quality, no subject matter about what's going on, right. which seems weird because the album cover photo is of him in court, <laughs> which I mean, like it just seems weird to like, not really a- address it a whole right. lot when that's like, seems like the point you're making. Yeah. If you're going to drop an album behind bars, do it in there. Well, yeah, even that, or just don't put the album cover as you in the courtroom <laughs> if you're not going to talk about that or, like, not even address it, really. That too, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, you get through the opening track, and he talks about it a little bit, and then you're t- two tracks in, and the third so- third track is Gucci Grocery Bag. <laughs> and he's just talking about, like, a Gucci Grocery. Like, that's literally what the song's about. So, like, I mean... I'm not here to tell him how to do it, live his life or, <laughs> you know, what to do with making his music, but, but what is that? Yeah. And going through the album, like there was some bright spots. Um, I think the song with, with the racks featuring Travis Scott and 21 Savage, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed. Um, but as a whole, I wasn't super impressed. It seems like kind of par for him, for me, which isn't very good. Yeah. I didn't listen to it at all. You didn't, I didn't listen know- to the Drake song. 
I so I only listened to Oh You Went. Yeah. And it was whatever. Yeah, it's fine. Like I I like Drake's part. Yeah. Like it was good. I'm not huge on Young Thug. Like Yeah. He's whatever to me. Um I just didn't know he dropped an album. I gotta start figuring that out because you'll be like ready with saying, Oh yeah, I listened to this album and I'm like I just listened to the singles. Who had, who had an album, man? What the? Like, I finally just listened like to all of the songs that Joiner dropped on his, oh, yeah. for his album. Mm-hmm. I just listened to all of that, so I got to figure something out. Yeah, what did you what did you think of of some of those? I I was I we talked I think last week. I yeah. really liked the cut you off track oh, that he did. Play. I mean, we can play it for the for the view. Oh, copyright. <laughs> Um, so I started with Broski. Yeah, that was it. Was good. A lot of these like were good, but I didn't download any of them. Besides the one, the very first one that came out, I don't remember what it's called. Um, but the four that I did listen to were Broski, Cut You Off, Devil's Work Two, and Blackout. Mm. Um, I might go back and listen to Blackout again. I don't. I don't remember if I actually liked that one, but. I was surprised with Cut You Off, um, hearing Young Boy, because it wasn't bad. Yeah. Like, it was actually pretty solid. Yeah. Um, Devil's Work 2 was was cool, um, going from the first one where he's very upset, like, with everything going on, but he's more so asking, like, hey, trade lives. But then coming in with this one saying, okay, like, I didn't actually mean that. Like, I'm just upset. Right. So, like, this is my perspective now. Switch um, situations that have happened. And he starts off with saying, like, don't let Will go up and, like, slap Chris. Like, change that around or, like, change the joke, something. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they're cool concepts and cool songs. But n- most of these songs weren't songs – I plan on listening to again. Yeah. And so to me, that doesn't get me too excited for what the album's going to be. Um, Broski was a great song. Uh, I There's a song called Old Friend by Hobson. And that's what it reminded me a lot of. Because in that song, he's just talking about how his friend did like meth or something and just changed into a whole different person. He's like, you yeah. were like the first one I started rapping with. Like, I wish I could be doing all this with you but you're not even the same dude I know anymore. He was just messing around. Shout out to Theo Vaughn Vaughn for that that soundbite again. I think I've quoted him on two episodes in a row now. Oh, boy. Um, But I I did like Broski. Um, Cut You Off wasn't bad. Devil's Work 2 is a great concept. I don't remember Blackout, so I'll go listen to that again. But I'm just... The uh, let's see which one it is. Um, the only song that had me excited for the album because, in my opinion, I think he kind of just popped off like it wasn't any concept in the song, it was just him spitting, and that's what's that. I Mm. liked that one a lot, but I'll go listen to Blackout again so I remember it for sure. Um, yeah, I. I kind of talked last week a little bit about Joiner, and I I feel like I'm kind of consistently let down by the albums, not because they're trash, just because I listened to it. I'm like, cool, like that right. didn't really do a whole lot for me, but yeah, yeah. So I, I'm I'm interested to see if he can 
step up with this yeah. next one but the first you know he's released a handful off this album and yeah i'm i'm surprised he's released so much at this yeah. point just dropped the album yeah like, it's still like a month and a half away too which is yeah. crazy so either just stop dropping the singles <laughs> or just release the yeah. album already right uh i i also listened through the last couple episodes of the weekends soundtrack mm-hmm. for the idol and the beats are are actually really cool mm-hmm. like um it feels like a more return to the weekend's past works as opposed to what he's done with after hours and right. dawn um the beats are very cool uh i would never recommend anybody listen to any of these songs <laughs> because there's they there's what they are whack <laughs> like I am, I'm very used to the weekend dropping some questionable subject matter right. in his songs. Um, if you feel the need to relate to these songs by the weekend, um, you should seek help. Um, <laughs> uh, it's it's some very outrageous, toxic stuff. So, uh, that's all I have to say about that. Uh, oh my gosh, don't listen to it. And if you have liked them, I. Something's wrong with you. Well, I eat. Mm. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I also, uh, did you check out the new song Check-In by Lupe Fiasco? It just came no, out. I did not see that. Um, I think it dropped before New Music Friday, to be honest with you. But mm-hmm. it was a little bit, I, I really liked what he's released over the last few years. And this was very different for him it had a lot of like more uh like almost like boom bap kind of um distortion and auto-tune vocals which um i don't necessarily think is his strongest forte in music making but it was really cool to hear him do something so different from what he's been doing and still do it really well and still hold true to what he's really good at as well so there's some there's some positives on it i don't know that i would continue to come back to it but it's right. definitely worth checking out <laughs> checking <laughs> <You're so dumb. laughs> i didn't even mean to do that it was the little ha <laughs> <laughs> the Kawhi leonard <laughs> <laughs> there was one song that I want it like it sounds so good, but I'm not a fan of the topic. Mm. And that's Swine by Demi Lovato. Did you listen to that one at mm-hmm. all? It was super cool to listen to if it wasn't so political. Because mm. I, I just don't care for those kinds of songs. Like, cool. Like, I'm glad you want to, you know, stand up for what you believe. Right. Like, yeah. good for you. Yeah. And it had a great sound to it. Just. For listening purposes, I wish it wasn't that topic because the beat, like the instrumental is incredible and her vocals sound great on it. So, and it, it didn't sound like typical Demi. Yeah. So it was, it was a good song. Yeah. Just, I don't care. Not, not, not for you necessarily. No. Yeah. I, I, I kind of felt like, um, there wasn't a whole lot of, um, admirable stuff that dropped this week single wise like i i I listened through that young thug album that i think Mm. that was where i spent most of my music listening but um there was also the song sitting on top of the world by burna boy with 21 um and i'm not the biggest burna boy fan like i 
think what he does is really cool, but it's just not necessarily my um, type of music that I vibe with all the time. Yeah. But this was a really cool sound for him. And I thought 21 sounded pretty cool together with yeah. him on that kind of song. So I think it was a little bit different for both of them than what I traditionally hear him do. Right. I wish Burna Boy's vocals were turned up a little bit. Mm. I wish it wasn't as quiet and it felt muffled to me because yeah. I really liked that sound. Like it was very interesting. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard much of that kind of a sound before. And so, like, and I don't even know who Burner Boy is. I just saw Twenty One Savage, and I was like, okay, well, I, <laughs> there's someone I know on there. Let's check it out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like I like how Burner Boy sounded. Um, the instrumental was super cool and unique. Uh, Twenty One sounded good on it, so it was a cool dynamic. Just the only thing I wish was Burner Boy being a little bit louder, less muffled, because yeah, it was solid. Right. Yeah, I I also felt, um. A little, a little underwhelmed by Chris Brown's new yeah. track, um, "Summer Too Hot." I, yeah. I don't. I feel like Chris Brown just tries to capitalize on like why people already like him, and yeah. release songs when that's applicable. So everybody's like, "Oh, Chris Brown likes some summer beachy vibes." I'm gonna release a song right now about that, like literally yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, I I felt like he kind of did that with uh, the Freaky Friday track that he did with Lil Dicky yeah. a few years back, like releasing a, a song a song that sounds perfectly suited for when it's coming out. And not that there's anything wrong with that. I just think Chris Brown's been doing that for a really long time, and yeah. so I feel like I keep getting the same song out of it. I just but. I wish it was more of a summer song. Yeah, than just. Him talking about sleeping around again. Yeah. That's a lot like, to ask Chris Brown, though, oh, apparently. Know, <laughs> just wanted a summer song. Yeah. You thought you were just going to get some uh, some beach vibes. And yeah, nope. I did not. Chris Brown comes in with some Chris Brown. So Typical. I don't know why I thought it was going to be. Yeah, no. It, and that's like, I guess that's kind of what, like, I don't really have any beef with Chris Brown. So I think he's talented. Yeah. But that's just like my criticism of his music i feel like every chris brown song is just the same yeah i think his best song personally to me is look at me now and it's probably the most different than what i would ever hear from him otherwise yeah yeah so there were only two songs that i ended up really liking this week and like downloading and that was doomsday with lyrical lemonade juice world and corday oh yeah both listen to that like hmm. this is the juice world I do like because I I know it was something he was planning for right. coming out. Like, and that's not to say all of his work that's been um released now since his passing wasn't meant to be released, but I don't think it was fully Juice World's idea how it came out and the songs like listed and yeah, all that. This is a right, like this is a single, it's a collab with Corday, like. I, it sounded right. Like I thoroughly enjoyed this track. I think they both killed it and I liked the back and forth. I yeah. liked how they would each do um, two bars each and then switch up, switch up. And then they did, I think it was like eight or 12. And then the other one did eight and 12. And it was just like a for fun thing. And you could tell that like from right. Corday, just kind of introing it out being like, Oh yeah, Juice World just got some ice cream. I had an ice cream sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah, you could tell that they had fun with it for sure. And even the promotion that was going on with the song from Corday, like 
you could tell how much fun they were having in the booth, like in the studio, making this song when they did make this song. So it super good song. Um, yeah. The only, the only other one I liked was "See You Again" with the Chainsmokers. I don't know if you heard that one. I I didn't because they gave me PTSD <laughs> from their last collab with the Taco Bell girl. <laughs> I'm not over it. Chainsmokers um have scarred me, but it was good for you. I loved it. It was <laughs> it was just cool background music. Don't worry, it didn't sound like demonic or anything. It was okay. just it was just a It's not cool even that she vibe. sounds demonic. It just gives me the willies. It's just it's just an uncomfortable sound. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a vibe. Okay. It's like it's great background music. Mm. That's it. Okay. <laughs> like I don't care too much for the lyrics, but I liked the instrumental and the vibe of it so much that I downloaded it. It's it's great back. Like if I do want a game, I can throw this on and I right. don't have to pay attention to it. So it's great. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I that was pretty much the extent of the new music that I listened to. But I also um, wanted to shout out a couple of tracks that I've been coming back to a lot. Um, this last week, I just went through some of my old music that I was listening to a couple of years ago. And I really forgot how incredible the interlude track from the offseason is. And the fact that he dropped yeah. that as like the lead single <laughs> from the album is astonishing to me. Um, anyways, the flows on that are just peak. The the rhyming scheme is is super cool. Um, it's just a like it's not too in your face, but it's in, it's engaging throughout the whole song. And I love the fact I love when J Cole doesn't feel the need to like follow the music recipe so to speak you know yeah. what i mean like he will just make something for the bars or for whatever purpose is on his mind and why he wants to make the song and like i i, I feel like i got the same vibe with the adonis interlude that he did for the yeah. montage like he didn't feel the need to make like some catchy sports song yeah, to no. make the movie like he just and he didn't feel the need to like rap you know double entendres about the creed or rocky movies or like he didn't feel like the need to make it a bunch of boxing stuff like yeah. he just made a great verse for that right point in the movie which was super cool and so yeah. I, I love when he does stuff like that and i feel like the interlude track is a really good one i also came back to chicago freestyle mm. by drake and Giveon from a few years ago um this is like one of the few drake songs over the past few years that i feel like i come back to a lot it was the first introduction i had to give you on i think a lot of people maybe got their mm -hmm. first introduction to him from that um but drake uh he kind of obviously uh interpolates the superman eminem song on the chorus which i think is a really cool use of that um song which I really liked the song Superman by yeah. Eminem, but it also kind of makes me uncomfortable because that's like how weird the yeah. features are on it. Um, so I love that Drake interpolated it and did it so well. Yeah. And like, I don't know, it felt like he was paying homage to it, um, but also doing his own thing, which I really respected and liked a lot. Um, Giveon sounds fantastic on it. And so I really like that track, been listening to it a lot. And I also have been enjoying Florida Georgia Lines May We All by uh featuring Tim McGraw mm. from a few years ago. Um it's just a super fun country song. Um 
not really a whole lot of like depth or substance, but that's kind of the point of the song. Just right. like um, enjoying life where you're at and, and you know, the small things in life, which super cool, super fun, just with summer holidays and everything going yeah. on. So yeah, those were, those were my tracks. Dope. Um, Sorry. I blinked for 0.5 seconds. You're good. You didn't um, listen to any music. You don't like any songs. Zero songs. <laughs> No, so one that it might become one of my favorite songs, like eventually, but um, I Don't Love Me by Black Bear is such a great song. And I've already said that one before on here, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's back. I thought you were going to say Self Love. Self Love by Coyle Ray. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that's becoming one of your favorite songs because I was, I was camping this last weekend and had no service and we were just driving around. So like I was getting no messages, nothing. And I'm just like passing through this, like, <laughs> like I'm just on the road driving. And all of a sudden I like my phone pings in like this one square foot of cell service and just whoop, I get this message from you. And it's like, this self love song is so good. And that's like the one text that I, I got while I was gone. Dude, that might become one of my favorite songs of the year. Like I love that song so much. Now I was at work the other day. It might've been yesterday. Actually. Wait, did I send that text yesterday? It may have been. Yesterday. I did send yeah. that song yesterday. So I was coming back from lunch and my coworker was pissing me off to no like, end. and so luckily that song came on. And I I swear to you, I listened to that song like 12 times in a row because it just called me down. It's soothing. It's so nice. Oh. Yeah, I love that song. So, but yeah, the Black Bear track's a good one too. Yeah, I, I, I Don't Love Me by Black Bear is a, is a pretty, pretty good song. Definitely an underrated album as a whole, I think. Yeah, it's one of my favorite albums currently. I listen to that one very frequently still. Um, so yeah, so those two, I, I didn't even put self-love on the list. I forgot. But it's I always to in so rotation. Much. So we're just going to shout it out anyways. Um, this one's, uh, an older song. The second one I got is my own worst enemy by lit. Um, I find myself listening to that a lot. Like when I'm just playing games or like just driving around, it'll pop up and it's been popping up a lot for some reason. Um, Solid song, one that I love singing to. Um, it's a good vibe, solid song. Cool. And then um this so this it's an EP, but it just dropped by two of my personal favorite artists that I found on TikTok a while ago, both Connor Price and Nick D. It's called Till Next Time. And uh a lot of people have been asking them to do a collab EP because they've already made a lot of songs together, and so they made an EP and it's pretty solid. I enjoyed it. Nice. Really good. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. Well, I think that wraps up music for me. Yep. Um, so we'll, we'll jump into this review of the flash. Um, we kind of gave a, a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Stipulation beforehand last week when we reviewed Kendrick Lamar's album. Mm. Um, where we were kind of like saying any criticism of the album isn't like criticism of the person. And yeah. I'm going to say the opposite this time, like any praise that I give to this movie or to the acting, I like it is, it yeah. should go without saying, but like whatever Ezra Miller's, you know, stuff going on outside of the film is 
not what we're no <laughs> praising or talking no. about in this at all. So, um, like I said, should go without saying, but yeah. gonna say it anyways, just to be safe. Um, and before we we get some spoilers, um, into this movie, what did you think? What would you like give it out of ten? <laughs> I don't know, like. <laughs> Like a six, okay, like a five. Interesting. I, it was enjoyable part of the time. Yeah, yeah. I I gave it a uh, I I think I liked it a lot more than you did. I gave it a seven point two, mm. um, which put it just slightly higher than Guardians of the Galaxy three for me for reasons I'll get into in a minute. Um, but yeah, I I I thought it was was decent. Um. But the spoilers going forward, anyway. Point. Honestly, I'd probably. It's probably not that harsh. I'd probably give it like a six to a six point five. Okay. Because thinking about the entirety of the movie, it was it wasn't trash, but the fact that everybody beforehand was saying, "Oh, this is going to be the greatest superhero right. movie of all time," and then I already knew it wasn't going to be. Yeah. Nor did I even think it was going to be the greatest superhero movie in recent years. I don't have that much faith in DC. Um, yeah, <laughs> you're at a loss for words. <laughs> struggling. The CGI pissed me off so much. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. know what you saw, but I think it was like the director or the head person of the visual effects or whatever said that it was supposed to look like that, and he said, um, something along the lines of, "If it looks like it was made in a week, it probably was." Yeah why (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i i i agree with you there um i both points you made actually i agree with i think um it does movies a great disservice when you promote it by saying oh it's going to be this like it's going to be the greatest x y or z or it's going to be the best portrayal of whomever um i think the movies that are very successful don't need to rely on that kind of hype yeah and will get there themselves and they gain the traction themselves. Like, when did you ever hear across the Spider-Verse being like, this is the best animated movie yeah. ever, or since whoever, or this is the best portrayal of Spider-Man? Nobody said that, mm-hmm. and yet that's everybody's perspective and consensus go- coming out of the movie. Right. Even if they didn't love it as much as like whatever people are saying it is, yeah. everybody kind of kind of agrees on the quality tier of that movie. And so I think they did The Flash a great disservice by you know, touting it to be that. Because we kind of talked beforehand and you said that you've heard that it's either fantastic or that it's trash. Yeah. And I had seen the movie when you said that. And in my mind, I was like, well, it's neither of those things. Like it's it's pretty mid, like it's pretty decent. Yeah. And so I think the perception of it because of where people said it was going to be, it seemed a lot worse. Yeah. Than what I actually think it was. (laughs) Right. Um, And agreed with the CGI. I did see that from the director that said, it's supposed to look like that, you know? And then he kind of explained why he's like, when you're moving that fast, you know, you know, your perspective is different. And so we're seeing it from the flash's perspective. That's great. You don't need to make it look garbage though. Like make it look different in a good way. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Show us the distortion of speed in a different way. You could, there was one part when he was catching like the babies and whatever, Mm -hmm. you could tell it was a doll. Like, yeah. (laughs) straightforward yeah, that's, that's all it. you gotta say that's it <laughs> you could tell upsetting no, nobody was getting fooled so yeah i i agree with you there for sure um 
I, I will say that in spite of the poor CGI, um, because you brought up the baby scene, I felt like this was one of the better um, portrayals of what felt like, quote unquote, a comic book movie. Mm-hmm. So I think when Into the Spider-Verse came out, everybody, or at least big comic book fans, kind of all immediately recognized it feels like you're watching a, a comic book. Like yeah. you, it feels like it's moving and flowing like a comic book and that all of those things are happening. And I do think the flash was one of the best times that I felt like a live action movie does that mm-hmm. because I like, I could see in my mind on like a comic book page, the sequence of events of him, like catching the babies out of the air just yeah. because it's so obscure, but it would fit in a comic book. You're right. And then like, putting a baby in the oven and then setting it down and it dings like that would be on a comic book page. Is it connected to any power? No. So is it going to ding? No. No. Is that reasonable? And if it did ding, is it reasonable to put a baby in a working microwave that is microwaving actively? No, but like, that's what I feel like you would see on a comic book page. And so I did really (laughs) like that aspect of the film. And I felt like that, you know, the, the baby scene did that or proved that to me early in the movie, but I felt like that was reestablished as we went throughout. There was a lot of times when I was like, this feels like I'm watching live action, mm-hmm. the panels on a comic book page, which right. be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, one thing I will give a lot of credit to is <clears throat> everyone's acting. I thought the acting from everyone was really, really good. Um, the only one I wish wasn't there i wish wonder woman wasn't in there it felt very unnecessary i mean yeah you got that like one portion of comedy from it but other than that it's like why were you there you you're not even going to be wonder woman in like the next month like you're gone so that was whatever um but just from his acting his past is terrible he's a terrible human being but ezra miller did play the flash very well both sides like in both universes, he played both characters perfectly and how I would envision like that situation actually happening. Like yeah. if you were to see yourself as a superhero, all that, like you're more like, whoa, this is awesome. And like, whatever. So he played the giddy teenager very well. And then he played a more serious version of Barry Allen very, very well right. too. Um Michael Keaton, phenomenal. Yeah, didn't expect anything less from that. Like <laughs> he, he, even him, like coming into the movie was hilarious. Like yeah. when you first see him, yeah, he looks like um, Robin Williams from Jumanji. Like that, <laughs> what he first looks like. Um, <laughs> oh, we got you. Oh, that took me. That whoa. Painted me a word picture. (laughs) That was incredible. I didn't think about that until literally right now. (laughs) And then whoever, I don't know the actress's name, but who played uh, Hara? Yeah, Sasha Kaye. Yeah. Killed it. Yeah, Like she did not have a lot of screen time. Yeah. For a superhero movie and quote unquote, a main character in a super, I wouldn't, more of a side character, I guess. But nonetheless, she killed it. I love her. I loved her acting. Uh, the emotion she had in the scenes she was in was perfect. Yeah. The confusion, the 
um, the feeling of betrayal from um, a planet that was supposed to be a safe home. Like when she got right. there, um, she killed it. She might have been my favorite out of the movie. And I hate all the super people. So, yeah. so that's saying a lot. Like, <laughs> But the acting was on point. I really enjoyed the acting. Yeah, for sure. I, I'll, I'll echo that sentiment. I think uh, Ezra Miller's acting brought uh, a very refreshing quirkiness to superhero characters and we have a lot of like light-hearted superheroes like that's a very common thing we have a lot of very intelligent superheroes that's also a very common thing um there's only a select few that i think pull off that quirky smart genius level character who's also very awkward mm -hmm. really really well and like Spider-Man's one of those characters that's brilliant, but also like has a lot of that youthful quirkiness. And I think Ezra Miller's portrayal in the acting sense did that very, very right. admirably. Like it was really cool to kind of see Barry Allen portrayed in both of those ways, like you're saying. Um, I also thought Sasha Kai was the best part of the movie, yeah. period. Like I, I kind of had um, my doubts initially, like during the whole Russia um rescue scene yeah like i didn't know how i would feel about her going forward after that um i also felt like just side note it felt like kind of weird that they um advertised her so much when it seemed like that was supposed to be yeah. such a plot twist in the movie yeah like i in my mind like they're building up this plot twist during the whole screen time and i'm like okay i know supergirl's the main person throughout yeah. this so in my mind, I'm like, okay, what's probably going to happen is they're going to find Clark Kent. They're going to show up. It's mm -hmm. going to be Henry Cavill, and he's not going to be Superman, right? Or like whatever, you know. Like that's that was what I thought was going to happen, and I like I thought it would be kind of this comedic scene, and then they would turn to go find Supergirl, mm -hmm. but then they find her, and like it's portrayed as this big reveal plot twist, like, and I was like. Hey. Dude, I've seen like almost all of these scenes in the trailer. Like, this isn't surprising. So, anyways, side note, that was kind of a weird way to advertise it. But I get yeah. like wanting your big characters to be right. seen. So, anyways, um, but after she saved Barry, and then especially after she um confronted had that confrontation with General Zod, I really was impressed by the way she portrayed the character, and I could tell her commitment to it was was you know just top tier like she, right. she did great um playing that character i do hope to see something from her going forward i was just about to say that yeah. um i think she would be great in like a tag team movie with another superman actor or you know her own thing like her own you know miniseries or whatever i right. think she would do a really good job i agree um michael keaton i thought also was a great return have you have you seen his early batman movies no. okay so i i'm a big fan of those those are like i grew up watching those at a really young age before right. Christian Bale did anything or obviously Ben Affleck. Um, so it was really cool to see him kind of get a respected return when I, I wasn't alive during the time when they were being released, but watching the four early Batman movies mm -hmm. with Keaton and uh, Val Kilmer and Clooney, it seems weird. The flow of it, that there's no like resolution or continuation for any of the characters. Yeah. And so it was really cool to see, michael keaton get that return that i felt like he deserved mm -hmm. because he plays such a great bruce wayne in the movie and honestly such a great batman right um i don't think he was the best when those came out i still think after this movie i don't think he was the best portrayal of batman yeah for me i think pattinson and christian bale did better mm -hmm. um but he's certainly 
did a really good job and was deserving of that return that he got. So it was really cool for me to see that from him. Um, I think he carried Bruce Wayne's persona very well. And I wanted to specify that because it seems pretty obvious that the minute there's an action scene with Batman, that uh, Michael Keaton is nowhere to be found on set. (laughs) And it's no disrespect. That's just, I was like watching. I was like, I don't think that guy's face is Michael Keaton's face, but you know, anyways, um, he played the the character very, very well though. And uh, I saw this movie with my wife who um, she likes some superhero movies. She likes a lot of um, what has come out recently with, with a lot of like the guardians movie and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, But like, it's not her favorite genre of movies. And she's seen like, um, the Christian Bale Batman. She's seen Ben Affleck in films uh, as Batman. And after seeing this movie, I thought it was really interesting. She said to me, I get the appeal of Batman now. I understand wow. what makes him so interesting and so enticing, like what makes him such a cool character to so many people. Hmm. And I was like, huh, like interesting that Michael Keaton's portrayal in that, that movie. That was the one. And like thinking back, I think we do get a lot of cool things about all the different Batmans. But I think in this film, he portrays Bruce Wayne's genius very, very well. Yeah. He portrays the gadgets that like make Batman famous very, very well. Like it's super cool to see all those things come together. Right. His leadership, <laughs> like his his action sequences. He did all of those things in like maybe the least amount of screen time yeah. for a Batman, you know, in at least a very long time that was very mainstream. So right. super cool um portrayal for him. And I just thought it was interesting that like a more casual fan of movies noticed that and mm-hmm. said that to me because like i'm just walking out like thinking oh like he did a good job yeah yeah no, <laughs> like, like i get the appeal of batman but right so anyways that yeah. was, i thought that was cool and I, like <clears throat> i'm glad he to me he got a good death like yeah so it was cool to like he got he came back and then he got his ending like yeah the closure. i don't i don't know how the other movies went i i don't know if batman <laughs> dies ever I'm assuming he didn't die in those movies. Yeah. So like he got his last right. remarks. He got his sentiment out. It was a cool little closing thing. One of the best parts I thought of the movie was, and, and to me, I don't know if you caught on, like I said before, you're very good at just picking up on what's happening next. Um, but the whole um, Barry being the time deviant thing. Yeah. And like, that whole scene where uh i mean the other barry is like continually trying to fix it right and then just to find out like oh i'm I'm the reason that like all of this is going on and like for the cgi being so terrible that last scene where all the worlds are colliding didn't look bad yeah like it looked (laughs) it looked really good they probably spent a week on that scene and then a week on the rest of the movie (laughs) no literally um so that was a cool part and i think it's funny that they got nicholas cage yeah to reprise like the the famed the infamous lack of superman movie that he was supposed to be in yeah i didn't know that was ever a thing like yeah so i so random right and i never have seen like the giant spider villain that was supposed to be in that and so i was like who the heck like what kind of super villain is that and so anyways super cool like I don't even think that's a real Superman villain, that giant spider. I think it was supposed to be a Tim Burton film. And like the writer that they hired to help out on it had like all of these obscure ideas that he wanted Tim Burton to help bring to life. And that was one of them. And so I think they were just like paying tribute to 
the obscurity of that, which I thought was like, you know, it was, I got a chuckle. Like, it was, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. Nicholas Cage turning around with his long luscious yeah, hair. It was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I do think, like, just on the note of all those cameos, it seemed weird that, um, Grant Gustin from the TV show didn't make an appearance yeah. in it. I <clears> thought for sure. Whether like there's rumors that he was going to take over as the new Flash or whatever, whether or not he was ever going to do anything like that, I thought for sure he would have a cameo, a cameo in it. And I like I stopped following that show after season one; it just wasn't my cup of tea. But yeah. um, I I guess Ezra Miller had a cameo as the Flash in the Flash TV show. Oh, are you serious? In a Flashpoint episode, and so I was what like, the... well, if you're gonna do that, like, <laughs> give my why man not on Grant. the big screen? Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyways, um. That was That's that crazy. was a little weird. And then I was also just reading a note I made on the the note of the CGI. I do agree. Like in that scene, it seemed a little better. And I yeah. do think at the the multiverse bowl thing, mm-hmm. it made more sense for it to look weird than it yeah. did. Like with the baby, they're like all yeah. the other stuff. Like I think in the bowl, it made a little more. Uh, the context was a little better. Yeah, so I still think you could make it look better. But I will say that I think the lightning on the flash was super cool yeah like whenever he's like and even the sound effects like the the special effects sounds i thought that was super cool like the minute he did that and it was like crackling throughout yeah. the whole theater i was like oh man yeah. that was sweet yeah i guess they didn't do as bad as i'm first originally thought yeah no but the, the scenes that were bad though were that bad to the yeah. point where it overshadows everything else that wasn't that bad yeah but it did have its good moments. Yeah, for sure. Like even the emotion, uh, like the last time he's gonna see his mom, yeah. like when they're in the store, mm-hmm. that was, that hit me a little bit. Yeah, that was hard to watch. For sure. I I I also recognize that watching this film, I think there was a heavy um helping of emotional or context for the film Mm. where like if you appreciate and understand the emotional toll of the character it makes the movie a lot more enjoyable right and this is actually why i rated it higher than guardians of the galaxy is because while it did that i don't think the film relied on that to be good yeah because i look at the plot and the idea of guardians of the galaxy volume three without your emotional investment in the characters or in rocket yeah that film's really not that good of a storyline Like just in my yeah. opinion, I like it's it's okay, but it's not like a great right. film story. Like it's not like Infinity War or you know No Way right. Home or any of these like great superhero storylines that have come out in the last little while. Um, so I think the Flash. The reason I ranked it higher is because I think it utilized that really well. It makes you feel emotional for the character, but it also doesn't rely on that, and it also has the um great storyline to complement that emotional uh tone of the movie yeah yeah <laughs> fair enough I, this might be bad but i just started thinking of transformers and i still enjoyed that movie so much more well that that i mean i can check that film out too if you want to talk no because you're gonna roast me because it, it <laughs> I don't know if it's actually if you're, that if good you're of a movie. Out of context here, the there are no Transformers in the Flash. So <laughs> I know. I don't know what happened. You just started talking. I was like thinking hey man, Transformers about Transformers is pretty good. 
Well, I was trying to think of like storylines and everything. And I, that was like me talking about like, if like that I enjoyed Transformers more. And then I started thinking of the, like the actual story behind Transformers. And then I blocked you out completely. And I just started thinking of the Transformers. <laughs> Oh man! So the reason I said yes yeah because I don't know the last little bit you just said. No, it's it's all good. Uh, <laughs> point point being, I think that the the storyline was decent in the film. That's that's all you got to know out of that. Um. Anyways, I like I guess to build on that though, I think like I talked about it when we reviewed, uh, Spider Man Across mm-hmm. Spider Verse. Uh, I definitely think the like people talk about superhero fatigue. And like, I kind of roll my eyes whenever I hear that. Cause like, I, if it's, if you're going to make a good movie, then great. And right. like, that's fine. I'll watch a good movie. I get that people who maybe aren't fans of the characters would get sick of that, but just, I mean, don't watch it then. Like, right. why are you even worried about it or reading it? Yeah. Anyways. Um, but I do think that for me, the multiverse fatigue is real because yeah, and not because I think this was a bad multiverse movie. I, quite the contrary. I think it portrayed the multiverse pretty well for yeah. like a speedster movie. And you know, seeing it from a non-magic perspective was pretty cool. Yeah. Everything we've seen in the MCU is more magic based. And this was like more, you know, I guess space-time right. speed. It was just based off of based. his like right. powers. Like, yeah. yeah, science, quote unquote. <laughs> um, but like, it, it's unfortunate because I was reading um, just history-wise, like the, the Flashpoint um, multiverse storyline well, maybe not Flashpoint, but the multiverse appearance, like the idea of it in comic books happened in the Justice League universe like decades before Marvel ever mentioned it wow. in theirs. And so like the fact that it happened in Marvel movies first, like kind of to your to our, you know, discussion a couple weeks ago where you were like this film actually like we agreed this film yeah. did it better than any of the <laughs> other ones. But it was like I'm kind of tired of seeing that storyline. Yeah. Same here. Like I think, you know, it kind of sucks for DC that marvel's done it and done it really well already yeah because like now your movie just seems second rate to that even though you've already you know been working on this for you know longer than those films have been out right but it doesn't like really change my perception because of when it's come out and when i've seen it and how i've seen it portrayed so right anyways i I definitely think that fatigue is real and i I don't mind it i just wish we could like mix it up a little bit in between yeah like we don't have to just keep it at multiverse guys we can we can do other things, and maybe that maybe the Craven movie will be refreshing. Yeah, in that context. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, hopefully, or for all I know, they're gonna do Craven the multiverse. Yeah, <laughs> and he's gonna be a bad guy in another multiverse. <laughs> exactly. Oh um, man. The last thing about that I have for the Flash movie is who the heck is that Bruce Wayne at the end? So that's George Clooney, and oh, he is was it? in the fourth batman uh like 80s batman or i guess it was 90s uh batman and robin the infamous arnold schwarzenegger mr freeze era okay because i knew it was someone that like we already knew i knew it wasn't just some random yeah wayne but i didn't know who the heck that was yeah so yeah um that sucks yeah that that does suck for you yeah (laughs) yeah Oh, I keep doing the Kawhi Leonard laugh unintentionally. Uh, Anyways, uh, yeah, I guess that's my last point on this too. Is I felt like this movie was touted up to be like, oh, everything's gonna make sense after the Flash. Like, you know, we're gonna know where the DC universe is going. 
I feel like I learned nothing in you know. two and a half hours in there. Like I was like, okay, that was a fine movie, but I'm exactly where I was when I walked yeah. into this thing. Yeah. Is Ben Affleck your Batman? Is George Clooney? <laughs> is Michael Keaton? Is Christian Bale gonna be Batman? Is Wonder Woman in the universe? Is a, like I learned nothing in that movie. Essentially, yeah, about their vision of where things are going. Yeah, because yeah, you literally brought everyone back except for Henry. Yeah, and even then, he might have been on the TV, but you couldn't see his face. Yeah, so the idea of him at least was in it, right? But yeah, I is Black Adam there? No, (laughs) he's gone. (laughs) That one's done. But yeah, like, are you gonna bring in Supergirl? Um. I guess, I guess Keaton can't really come yeah. in. And I know it won't be Christian Bale because they uh, – did you see that the studio like begged him to make a, an appearance and he was like, no. Yeah, but did you – I so I read that also and they he said that he would do it again if they could convince Nolan to direct. Mm-hmm. And they've talked to Nolan about directing another trilogy. What the – I don't think it's ever going to go anywhere, but stranger things have happened in cinema. <laughs> Maybe not, actually. I don't know if anything that strange has happened. As Doctor Strange once said, things are getting out of hand. Yep. That's it. That is true. Um, Anyways. That'd be crazy. Yep. Another Christian Bale trilogy. <laughs> just because. Yeah, just because why not? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd like that. Just It's it's great where it is. Just leave, leave it as it is. But anyways. um, Man, I think that's all I've got on The Flash. Um. Yeah. To sum up, it was it was fine. It was a good I feel like I didn't learn anything nope. in the context of the multiverse, but it was yep. cool to see the flash on the big screen. Yeah. Like, I don't know that we've had a lot of speedsters get solo movies. Am I mistaken in that? No, you're right. Like we've seen like Quicksilver in X-Men and in you know the Avengers, and we've seen Flash in Justice League movies, and we've seen flash tv show but it was kind of cool to see a speedster get their own movie and especially the flash i do like when these main characters do get their own solo films yeah like those who are actually main characters right so like craven i don't think you necessarily deserve one (laughs) but you know yeah like flash hasn't gotten any anything like that Um, yeah so it's it's cool to give them for sure their flowers and give them their opportunity for one yeah you have anything else you want to you want to share about the Flash? Man, I wish Ezra Miller didn't do all those terrible things. Yeah, yeah, uh, he did. He did good. Yeah, that's also what I don't understand. Like, I don't know where the heck that's going either. Like, that didn't resolve any questions for Why me about that he either. In jail. Yeah, I. I'm not gonna comment because I. I, <laughs> I really don't know. The, the the correct answer for that so i don't anyways um yeah yeah that's um, uh, that's it i you know i guess to uh to close out just don't listen to the uh, soundtrack from the idol um <laughs> those weekend songs don't do it it's not worth it and to that goodbye cheers <laughs>